Welcome to WDEX The Wired Differently Experience. My name is Todd Saylor, and yes, I'm the author of the brand, the book, and the attitudinal disorder wired differently. My job is to motivate you. My job is to teach you. My job is to inspire you, encourage you, and to love you. The show's job, though, the show's job is to challenge the status quo and dare you not to be average. And your job, well, your job is to be do and think differently. That's what I'm challenging you to. That's what this show is about. I want I want you to push and stretch and pull and prod and do the things you got to do in life. Get beyond yourself and all these moments that take extra efforts and times. And what a better time to talk about those things than Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I thought about not going on the air because I was just going to kick back and watch other people do their things. And I started to think about myself. As I got off the plane from Indiana when I flew back here just yesterday, we landed in Tampa Bay, the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where they're going to play in the Super Bowl. And as I got off the plane, got onto the tram, the tram came over to the other side of the uh, airport to take you to your car as we got off. Some 30 of us got off of the tram. And as we debarked from the tram, there must have been 30 people in uniforms cheering and hollering and hooping and saying, Woo! You got this, man! You can do it! It was crazy! I was like, I was going right into the stadium and they were going to be cheering for me as a warrior. And it got me thinking, why just athletes? Why just them? I mean... I'm pretty good. I'm damn good at what I do. Why just them? I mean, why are they getting all the accolades? Why why are they getting why are they getting hoops and hollers and celebrated all the time? And I start to think about the people that are even better than me at my job and my companies and how good they are. These people are amazing in IT and in manufacturing and factoring and making donuts. I have donut makers that are just unbelievable working at two in the morning, eight hours, 10 hours at a time. Tom Brady couldn't make one damn donut if he had to. That's what I'm talking about. I got real live Super Bowl heroes. You people are real life Super You should be celebrated. You should be getting hooped and hollered off you come off the train at the airport. I'm talking about you. That's what we're going to talk about today. I want to celebrate you because you are elite at your craft and you deserve to be treated as such. I get tired of all them getting the accolades. What about you? What about you? I'm so proud of you doing all these things and pushing through the COVID and making your family go and standing up and saying, hey man, God's got this. Couldn't be any prouder of you. So what about you? Let's talk about you. I want to tell you a story and how these athletes get so Lofty. I want to tell you a story and why these supreme athletes can get the accolades and do the things that they do. I want to tell you a story about a little boy who figured some things out because his dad taught him some things way back when. I think you could put yourself in the story and you might understand why maybe a Tom Brady or a Mahanake or whatever his name is or any of these Eli Manning or any of these supreme people that we worship on the television doing things that who cares what they do, right? Who cares? 
I don't care. I care about my people. I care about my friends. I care about my business people. I care about the workers. I know that they're lifting us up, but I'll tell you what, I don't know somebody in any of my organizations and many of the other organizations I see that can't do the things that these men do or people do and even do it better. I just can't. But how do they do it? How do they get to those places of amazing things? I know a guy by the name of Nick Wallen, and I've talked with him a couple times about him on this show, and he he's, walks across volcanoes that are on fire. He walks across the Grand Canyon with water running under it. He walked across Niagara Falls with water dripping down all over the place on the wire and everything. He walked across Chicago. He walked across New York. He's going to walk across Orlando next week. He'll walk across anywhere. And he's a gamer, man. He's a game time guy. I mean, he's a get it up, get it on, get up going, buddy. He's that guy, man. I watch him. I've watched other athletes. I see these people, right? Yeah, they're special. But what makes them special is they go to places. They go to places. I'm telling you, they go to places in their heads. They get up. They've trained their brains to do things that are unimaginable in athletics. But we do the same thing in our lives for our families, our children, and our companies, and our people. They're no better than us. And don't forget that. But why don't we take something from them? Why don't we look into a Nick Wallenda's mind? You know what? I watched him get ready one time, well, several times, but one time in particular, he was getting ready to walk across uh, uh, a volcano in Nicaragua. A volcano that was erupting. And he was so kind to me. I was with him the day before, the couple days before. We flew out there. We hung out and everything. He was fine a couple days before. But the day before the walk, a couple hours before the walk, he called me up on the phone. He says, hey, Todd, I just want to talk to you. I said, Nick, it's all good. What's going on? He said, I just want to talk to you. He says, listen, I'm going to a place right now. I'm going to a place in my mind right now. And I'm going to be disengaged for just a little bit. And I just... Don't want you to think that I'm not thinking of you or anybody else, but I'm going to a place right now. Well, Nick, you you get going, man. It's a place I'll never, ever be, but it's a place you need to be to get across that wire. So it's a story about a little boy, a little boy and his father. And a long, long time ago, I mean, a little boy probably in the 70s, he's probably 12 years old, and his father was a football coach, and they were, they were sitting around one afternoon, and the little boy, he said, what are we going to do tonight, Dad? And the dad said, I got an idea. I really want you to come watch a basketball game with me over at the other side of the county. I think that's called the Eagles. They're playing, and they got a pretty good team of farm boys running back and forth down there, and I really want you to see these boys play, Todd. I said, Dad. Dad, 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 son, dad, father, whatever. I just want you to know that I don't like basketball. And the father said, son, 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 it's not about basketball. It's not just about football. I want you to come with me. Be with me, son. And the son said, father, I'll go with you as a father insisted, of course. And as they jumped in the car, they drove across the the county. They got across some snowy weather and some snowy roads. And the father was a little jittery. The car was kicking around on the back fish tail. And they giggled a little bit. And they finally got out of the game. There was a little late for the game. You see, the game had already started. You see, see, see the Eagles, let's call them the Eagles, the farm boys of Eagles were playing a bigger city school. And the bigger city school was pretty good. And the little city school was pretty good. And the farm boys were not supposed to win, of course. But they played hard. And as the father and the son walked into the game, they looked around like, 
crowd was cheering and taunting and doing all these things. There wasn't any seats, right? And so the little boy says, Dad, Dad, we're going to say we should never come to this game. He says, son, this will be good. I want you to see this, son. Just pay attention. Follow me. And they walked across the, the court and the area, and everybody was looking at them. They didn't know who they were. They'd come from out of town. They were just going to watch some purveyors of a game, and some people were shouting, down in front, this is Eagle Country. Dad, Dad, I see two seats over there. The little boy complied to his father to get those seats before someone else took him. So they scurried over the seats. They happened to be in the front row of this game, so they had no choice but to sit in the front row, have people throwing things and doing whatever they do at these games. And the little boy looked at his father. Now we're here. Now what, Dad? He said, son, now just watch this game. Just pay attention. Do what I ask you to do, son. Watch this game. And for the next four quarters, the little boy watched this basketball game with amazement. Never thought he'd ever seen anything like this in his life as he watched these five, six, and seven different players coming on and off the court as they battled a bigger school. They pushed, they pulled, they pushed, they pulled, they fought, they elbowed, they dove, they scraped, they fought. There was blood on the court. I'm telling you, there was blood on the court. This little boy saw blood on the court. The father looked at the son and says, are you seeing this, son? Are you seeing this, son? He says, yes, father, yes, father. As they Two basketball teams battled back and forth, which seemed for probably an hours for this little boy. The game was finally coming to a close, and these little basketball players were playing this bigger school, and they were passing the ball five, six, six. Must have been 20 times the little boy saw the balls being passed. They never shot any long shots. They shot layups and underhanded layups, and they did all kinds of things that were just crazy, and the little boy just couldn't believe what he was seeing. And then another fight broke out, and they were pushing, and another athlete dove into the stand to save a, fly, a flying ball. It was just amazing as the player flew over the little boy's head and the father was smiling and the little boy was scared but not smiling and the crowd was going crazy. The enthusiasm was unmatchable. It was just electric. It was just unbelievable. And I hope you get the point of the story. And the little boy finally comes to the final shot and the, the Eagles finally win on a final layup shot after they pass the ball around and great teammanship for a matter of seconds. The gun goes off. The game is over. The little eagles have won. Wow. What a game the little boy saw. The father grabbed the little boy and picked him up pretty much and drug him across the course. Let's get out of here. This is craziness. They jumped in the car and they were driving home. And as they were driving home back home against the roads that were a little, little slippery and the father kind of calmed down, he finally looked over to the little boy and he said, son, 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 tell me. Tell me, son, what did you learn? Well, Dad, I learned to pass the ball a lot and to be a good team player. I learned to play really hard and fight to the very end. I, I learned a new word called relentless, and to be relentless, keep going and going and going and never quitting. And even when it looks to be down, never give up because you could always come back and win. That's right, son. That's right, son. And I also learned to, to, to just, just to be positive and to be a good team player, dive and encourage my other players. I learned, Dad. I learned, I, learned how to, I learned how to play the game hard. The father looked at the son as he slowed the car down and he put it to the side of the road and put the car in park. And he looked over at his little boy and he said, Son, no. That's not what I wanted you to learn. Not to play the game hard. 
but I want you to live your life that way. To live my life that way. Yes, son. I want you to live your life that way. The little boy kind of kind of clicked in his eyes as the father kind of twinkled back at him and says, son, you are special. You see, son, when, when you were born, you know, uh, uh, you were special. You know, your mother and I, uh, you were conceived before we were married. You see, well, there was a decision to be made and you were special. And you see, as, as time progressed, you were not only special, but you were different. And as time progressed, you were born almost five months early. You see, son, you were special. You, 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 oh, five months early, you see, you were special, son. Yeah. And, and I want you to also understand, son, that you're so special that when you were born five months early, you were not even about five pounds. And when you're not only about five pounds, you almost didn't make it. Yes, father. Yeah, I but, but, but don't you understand? But even beyond that, you were born so ill that they thought you were going to die, son. You understand that you had a severe problem called yellow jaundice, and it was so severe that they literally take all of the blood out of your body at a mere five-month-old baby, barely five pounds, and put another human beings blood into your body and took all of yours out you see son you're special yes father and see 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 son i want you to understand that the reason i'm pulled over here on the side of the road is i want you to understand i want you to understand there's only two types of moments in life just two there's fleeing moments and there's defining moments there's fleeing moments and defining moments, son. And right now is one of those defining moments. You see, fleeing moments, fleeing moments, they come, they come, and they come, and then you run from them, and you run from them, you run from them because you don't want to face them. Fleeing of thoughts, you have thoughts in your mind, and you run from them, and you put them in the back of your mind, and you run from those. You bristle up when something confronts you, and you run from it. Those are called fleeing moments, son, and they all reside in a place called the flea, a sea, or sea of fleas, you know. That's where they go, but son, every so often, there's a thing called a defining moment, a defining moment is right now what I want to tell you, son. Are you paying attention, son? Yes, Father. Yes, Father. This is a defining moment. You see, defining moments are not only for you, but defining moments are for maybe your spouse when you someday marry somebody or get a partner. Defining moments are someday when you have a child and it affects not only your spouse or your partner, but it affects that child, right? That's a defining moment. And it's so defining sometimes that it even goes past your spouse. It goes to your child and then your child passes it on to your grandchild. You see, defining moments are what this life is made of, not fleeing moments. I want you not to be a fleer, but I want you to embrace defining moments and you learned today where to take your brain you learned how to play not only a game but you saw in real life how to play life yes father you see there's only two moments in life fleeing moments and defining and this is where the story stops and the teaching begins. Because I, I want you to understand that you are that little boy. 
You need to understand that if you don't have a place to go in your mind for your big game moments, if you don't understand how special you are, you can't jack yourself up because you don't know how to. You need that story. You need someone to tell you that you are that boy. You are that special boy that was born purposely by God. You are that special person that has special gifts, special survival gifts. You are that person that is an overcomer. You are that person. You need to go there when you need to get that game on, right? That's how they do it. That's how you need to do it. Someone needs to tell you that, and I'm here to tell you that. Wired differently. That's right. And here's where the teaching begins, because I want you to understand you are that little boy. I want you to understand that there's only two types of moments in life, and I want you to have them right now. This is game time. Get ready for the Super Bowl. Get ready for life. Get ready for your family. Get ready for your job. Get ready for anything. You got to get ready because you have to be a conqueror. You have to be an overcomer. You're not a fleer. You're an overcomer. So this is what I want you to understand, because there's only two types of moments in life and you have to decide just like that little boy was put on the place right there with his father you have to decide if you are going to handle a fleeing moment or defining moment in the proper way are you going to be a fleer or an attacker are you going to be a gazelle or a lion or you are going to be a never goer or an overcomer because I want you to become overcomers. You are called to be an overcomer. Now, I get excited. I know I'm doing it, and it's happening right now because this message isn't going to be that long because you already get it. You already got it, and you want to go get it done, and you want to have this power, and I want to give you this power because if you're not a fleer, then you're a attacker. If you're not in a gazelle, then you're a lion. And if you're a not a never-goer, then you're an overcomer. You see, God has called you to be an overcomer, not just me, not just Gronkowski, not just Don Brady, not just the average uh, hockey player or the every other athlete out there. He has called you to be elite just like them. You are as good as them. Don't just look at them today and say, wow, isn't Tom Brady the goat? Why don't you look at yourself in the mirror and say, damn it, I'm the goat. I'm the goat of manufacturing. I'm the goat of donuts. I'm the goat of payroll. I'm I'm the goat of factoring. I'm the goat of whatever it is you want to be. You are the goat. Quit worshiping them. Start to think about what God called you to do because God called us to be overcomers, period. We are overcomers. If you're sitting here right now listening to me, then you're an overcomer. And I'll tell you what, you're a wire differently overcomer because you have enough moxie to sit right there and take this lesson and love it and drink it up. Drink some motor oil eat shard glass and do whatever you got to do to make it happen. I love it, man. I want to get it on. I love the things that we do. I love the fact that we're playing this game called life. I love the fact that we are overcomers. I love the fact that I am not a fleer, but I'm an attacker. I love the fact that I am not a gazelle, but I'm a lion. I love the fact that I am not a never-goer, but an overcomer. Come on now, somebody. Where are you at in your life? Are you a gazelle or are you a lion? Are you a fleer or are you a attacker? Are you a never-goer or an overcomer? I could beat it up all day long. I want to fire you up. I want you to play some football. I want you to play some life. I want to play with some marriage. I want to play with relationships. I want you to be the best in the world at your craft. I want you to be the GOAT, and I want you to live that way. Because you're an overcomer. And here's where we are. Revelations 2-7. The Apostle John talked very vehemently about this, and this is why I know you're called. 
John wrote seven epistles to seven congregations, and every one of them spoke of them to become overcomers. Overcomers. You are overcomers. I want you to become an overcomer. I want you to go to those places. I want you to have the Father talk to you for your defining moments because you're special. And I want you to live that way. Don't just play the games that way. I want you to live that way. I want you to embrace the overcomingality that we have together in this wired, attitudinal disorder that we're living in. You got this thing called life. And I want you to enjoy your day. And I want you to embrace the fact that you are the GOAT of your own domain because you are willing to lose who you are to become who you want to be. You're willing to lift yourself up to become who you want to be by losing who you are. You need to go to that place in that defining moment and become that overcomer. Shake it all off and get her done. This has been the Wired Differently Experience. W.